0: Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.
1: Hi and welcome to another edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. My name is Kevin Hillier, here of course for the Committee for Wyndham. Want to find out what they're all about? It's very easy. Just head to their Facebook page or their website and all the details are there, what the Committee of Wyndham, the programs that they're working on, the programs that are coming up, what they've done in the past and even previous episodes of this podcast are available as well. So check it out. The Committee for Wyndham, uh, the website and the Facebook page. On this edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast, another long-time resident, Actually, sure. How many years he's been living in uh, in Wyndham Vale in the in the city of Wyndham? That oh, we'll find out. His name is. Ted Whitten, Jr., of course, is the son of the late, great E.J. Whitten. He heads up the E.J. Whitten Foundation, which has done so much work over a long period of time now, decades uh, in the men's health area, and particularly in the area of prostate cancer. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the events coming up. And, of course, we'll talk to him about living for such a long time in the city of Wyndham, uh, up in Wyndham Vale. So my guest this week on the Talking Wyndham podcast. Hope you'll enjoy it. It's Ted Whitten, Jr. Uh, Good morning, Kev. Good to be with you, mate. How long have you lived in the in the in the Wyndham area? Well,
0: this year is is my thirty sixth year of living in. Uh, I actually live in Wyndham Vale. Yep, which is a little suburb of Werribee, as we all would know. And uh, yeah, thirty six years this
1: year. So it's uh, it's been a fair stint in the city of Wyndham. So, what was the original uh, reason for for moving into the area? Well, I'd just been married,
0: and uh, we we'd had a house down in Altona uh, for uh, about uh, twelve months, and. Uh, one day I was uh, visiting a friend of mine and his house backed onto this property I'm in now and uh, I found out that it had uh, come on the market and uh, I, I just put a bid in and uh, luckily enough it was good because it was a, a double block and uh, had a pool and it was one of those uh, you know, big blocks of uh, yeah. Werribee that uh, I thought would be fantastic to be able to raise a family. So that's where
1: it all started. And, and that's exactly what you did uh, do, doing that house raise, right? a family.
0: Yeah, well, it's been a, a fantastic home for the kids. You know, I've got two boys and a girl, and they're uh, thirty-five, thirty-two, and thirty-one now. So it's making me feel a bit old, but it's been a. a and they're all they've all left the nest now, so they're gone, and uh, living elsewhere down in Geelong and Anglesey, and uh, so uh, it's just my wife and myself now. And uh, yeah, but it's been a great home and a great entertaining place, and you know, really a good position at the top of the court. So it's it's been a fantastic home.
1: 36 years ago, the facilities that are now available in the city of Wyndham, geez, there wouldn't have been that much then.
0: Well, I, I can uh, remember, you know, waking up of a morning and hearing all the, all the cows mooing. And uh, <laughs> I used to take the dogs for a walk up the, the back creeks of uh, Manor Lakes now, where, uh, you know, the shopping centres and housing going on everywhere. And yeah. it's, uh, it's certainly changed, Kevin, as you would know. And uh, yeah, look, the amenities that now in Werribee are unbelievable. Uh, compared to what they were, you know, uh, back when we, we moved in there. So it's been an unbelievable change, and uh, I, I don't know if uh, we're, we're keeping up with it all because the the housing seems to be growing faster than uh, some of the amenities like roads and things. So I know one thing for sure, the traffic's got a lot worse than
1: it used to oh, be. Oh, yes, geez, it used to be. used to be a treat, didn't it? You really were 20 minutes from the bottom of the Westgate Bridge, but you're not anymore.
0: <laughs> no. It takes me now uh, from my place in Wyndham vale, about, 15, 17 minutes to, to get onto the freeway. I yeah. go up Snides, Snides Road and uh, get on there, but it's 17 minutes for me to get onto the freeway before we start lining up in traffic.
1: Yeah, it's uh, quite amazing. Uh, and I guess the other thing that's changed too is uh, when you say when you would have said Wyndonvale back in that uh, late part of the 80s, people would have looked at you and gone, well, where's that? Whereas at least now, people do know yeah. where where Wyndonvale is, where Tarnade is, where, you know, Trucker Niner is. They actually know where it is these days.
0: Yeah, or well, Mantle Lakes. Uh, You know, there's some areas uh, that seem like swampland over the side of uh, where we are now that have just uh, really developed and uh, you wouldn't have believed that they could build there, but they have and uh, it's amazing, you know, some of the the properties they're building now and they're they're going up so quick. You know, you only have to go out for land road there and uh, see how far they've built out and how far will it go, I don't know, but... (laughs) Visits, uh, it's happening very quickly. Yeah,
1: uh, do you have a couple of favorite spots in the in the city that you frequent in terms of you know restaurants or pubs or uh, places to, to sort of go, like the zoo or stuff like that?
0: Um, Werribee Park Golf Club is uh, a popular spot for me yep. and uh, get down there and have a hit uh, occasionally, which is great. Um, obviously, uh, enjoying a, a frothy occasionally, I uh, call into the race course hotel with a few of my mates yep. and uh, and that's a, a pretty good spot but other than that uh we used to go down to the uh, uh commercial hotel for a, a meal yes. and uh, you know that's changed a bit as well i mean all, all the pubs have changed you know the bridge was sort of half pulled down and now it's built up again and uh apparently a, a pretty good venue so um look there's a few of the uh the restaurants we used to get down there to a setter's the pizza restaurant down there which is yep. fantastic and of course uh our old favourite, Master Walk. How could you go past Master Walk?
1: Absolutely, yes. Yes. Uh, let's talk about the, the foundation. Uh, that's uh, that's not been gone 36 years, but not not that shy of uh, that amount of time, to be honest. No, uh,
0: 26 years yeah. this year, uh, Kev. It's, uh, it's been amazing how quick the time's gone. And, uh, yeah, we've uh, we've hung in there. Had a pretty rough year last year, of course, with COVID. And uh, uh, whilst we... Uh, we didn't set the world on fire. We, we hung in there with the support of JobKeeper and uh, you know, uh, we're still firing and hopefully this year it's going to be bigger and better and uh, although a bit of uncertainty in regards to how the, the general public will respond to uh, you know fundraising and philanthropy in general. Yes. But uh, we can only give it a go and uh, we've got we've got a few events already on our agenda for this year. We've got a golf day at Port Arlington coming up later in the, in the month and, a, and our traditional race night at Mooney Valley. Uh, coming up for about uh, seventeenth or eighteenth year, so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a, a, a great uh, foundation, and we've raised some money, and, and more importantly, we've we've uh, saved a lot of lives along the way.
1: Yeah, you've not only saved lives, you've changed lives, haven't you? And you change the uh, the mindset of a lot of men about how they feel about you know broaching the subject of their own health.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, it's a big part of what we do is and you know create awareness for men's health with a. With a focus on prostate cancer, of course, but um, it's been a uh, terrific way to be able to get that message out there to men to to look after themselves and you know have that annual health checkup, and, and that includes prostate cancer. So it's a it's a big part of what we do, and, and that doesn't uh, you know raise money, but it, it, it raises awareness and saves lives uh, and. That's that's fantastic as far as we're concerned because
1: that's what we're there for to do. Yeah, you mentioned the effects of COVID. I mean, obviously, you've, uh, no one was able to have events of, uh, of any description. But uh, uh, that uh, the, the the ripple effect of that. I mean, we we read a lot of stuff in the papers. but we don't read a lot about what happens in that uh, kind of that charity fundraising space. That that must have been a, a, an enormous impact. I mean, did it literally put that put the stop button on the whole year? Well, definitely. Um Apart from
0: online awareness. Uh, program so we still had a uh, you know various organizations where we created that awareness uh, via zoom um, and uh, we, we had a few fundraisers online too like we had a grand final um, hamper where we put together uh, 500 hampers and we, uh, that was pretty successful for us and um, but that's about all we were able to do in terms of fundraising because uh, all our events like the legends game, grand final lunch that we do, our, our big Victoria Golf Day, uh, our walk that we do, they were all cancelled obviously because of COVID and uh, uh, as I said we were lucky to, to get through the year but uh, there's only two of us working here full time, myself and Nick Holland and uh, uh, it was uh, one of those things we just had to uh, keep going and uh, work from home. It was a bit hard to you know, be at home all the time because we're not used to that but <laughs> it was uh it was good to get back into the office uh, for a, a period of time before we were locked down again. And um, Anyway, we're, we're back raring to go now. We're, we're firing on uh, all cylinders, and hopefully it's going to be a big year for us. Um, and
1: across Australia too, it's not just a, a, a Victorian or a Melbourne-centric organisation too. They're, I mean, you, some of the stuff you've done in Darwin over the years and up in the Northern Territory has been pretty special too.
0: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just preparing for, a, I think it's our 26th trip to Darwin too, to the yes. Tiwi Islands to uh, present Dad's medal for the uh, best and fairest in the Turley Island Football League. And, uh, well, yeah, I take, uh, I take 20, 20 uh, guys up there now to go and show them the, uh, the football up there and how spectacular it is. But we also get up there and promote the cause and, uh, at every opportunity, you know, uh, push the message out there about men's health. And, uh, and that's another uh, example of what we do. But, you know, overall, it's just fantastic because we've done uh, stuff in uh, Alice Springs, Western Australia, done stuff in Brisbane, Sydney, uh, Adelaide, of course. And, uh, yeah, whilst it's not every year, it, uh, it's, a, it's a foundation that's got a, a national type of uh, emblem on it and people understand and, and they recognise who we are and what we do and hopefully they can, uh, you know, Go to the doctor and uh, have a good health checkup and, and uh, help themselves.
1: Has that been the challenge with the foundation of being able to kind of come up with ideas and, and reinvent yourself in different areas as you as you've gone along in that twenty six years?
0: Yeah, uh, it is, and um, we've um, we developed a program called uh, Time to Test. So it's a, it's an awareness program, and we uh, we often take uh, people, doctors. Uh, and at our events, we have them blood tested for their blood pressure, and um, it's it's an example of just getting guys to think about their own health yeah. and uh, whether they've got uh, any issues with their blood pressure. But by the time they do make a, an appointment with their doctor, they can get checked for a whole range of different things by one simple blood test. So the Time to Test program's been really effective, and it's saved a lot of lives along the way. So we, we hang in with that, and that, that's our main brand.
1: The uh, the Legends game has been, uh, you know, just a, an amazing thing to watch and the way it's developed over the years and, and, and what it's turned into. It's obviously, the, uh, I guess, the the icing on the cake, isn't it, of, of what you do?
0: It is. It's, uh, it's been amazing. We only thought it had last a, a couple of years when it first started back in 1996. And, uh, of course, it's, uh, it's been an unbelievable uh, promotional tool for the foundation and also for the memory of uh, Ted Whitten Senior. To be able to, to be able to do that and uh, use the, the guys who all put in for uh, you know their services—they do for nothing. Uh, none of them ask for any money. And yeah. we've taken the game to uh, to Adelaide a few times, and we've uh, had it around from Whitten Oval to Optus Oval to Marvel Stadium, and it's just been fantastic. Uh, and it's rated the house down on television and. People uh, always look forward to it and who knows how long it'll continue to go for, Kev. I've got no idea, but uh, whilst it's going well and people want to watch it and have a bit of a laugh and raise some money and save some lives, it, uh, we'll keep it
1: going. The amazing thing with it is, too, is the buy-in that you've got from uh, recently retired players who really would never have seen your dad play or, you know, the, the kind of connection, the difference in the connection between, say, a Doug Hawkins and uh, and your dad and, and a, you know, a, a modern day, a more modern day player and your dad is that the, the way they've embraced that, I reckon, so. something that I, I've really been surprised with and admired in the current playing group.
0: Yeah, well, we've, we've changed uh, a little bit from uh, just, old, old players playing in the game to uh, a few more modern players now. And um, I think it's terrific, as you say, you know, that they wouldn't have ever met or, or seen Dad play. But obviously they know of him. They know of his uh, legacy and uh, they know about the work of, of the foundation and, and why the game's being played, uh, you know, not only to raise funds but to, to save lives. So it's, uh, it's great that they come on board and, and recognise the fact and, it, and it's good for them all to be able to – look, some of these guys who have retired, or the older ones anyway, you know they, they come along to play so their, their kids can see them play yes. and uh, because they never would have they mightn't have been been around when they were playing but um, it's terrific in, in that regard and and that's the camaraderie between the players and umpires and everyone who gets involved is is fantastic and it's uh, it's certainly a great
1: event on an annual basis and the, uh, and the older ones are the ones who take it a little bit more seriously too aren't they?
0: Yeah, there's been a few, but they get a kick up the bum for, for being too serious. You're not allowed to go too hard and tackle too hard. You know, the uh, the boys don't like that. So uh, anyone who tries that, uh, you see what happened to Jason Ackermanis a few years ago. He got a <laughs> whack. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, I don't think he's ever played since, but anyway, <laughs> but, uh, that's the way it goes. It's, it's all supposed to be a little bit of fun, you know.
1: Has the uh, the length and breadth of uh, you know the uh, the effect that your dad had the uh, you know the the legacy that he left uh, as a player and a, as a man has that, that surprised you as you've gone through this twenty six year journey with the foundation? Um, yes, it, it
0: has. Uh, it's just uh, amazing that uh, you know, I guess the legacy that he's left, the type of person that he was, and how much he meant to so many people and uh, the mark that he's left on the game and the uh, people surrounding the game, you know, you don't. You only have to go back to when he passed away, the, the amount of people who lined the streets and two television stations telecast his funeral live yeah. on television. So it's the legacies that he's left in football and in life has been amazing to me and, you know, everywhere I go, of course, everyone's, met my father. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Whether, whether they've had a, a hand-crushing uh, shake or uh, uh, met him in a pub one day, I, I, I don't know, but everyone seems to have met him and uh, and loved him and enjoyed his company. So, That's really uh, nice for me as his uh, son to be able to hear that uh, because it's uh, something that I can carry on uh, with uh, the foundation and, you
1: know, that legacy is just unbelievable. You must have heard some stories too that you hadn't heard before from some of these people, I would imagine. (laughs) I hear a new story every week. uh, Yeah, it's quite amazing, uh, isn't it? Quite amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it's very,
0: very good and, you know, a lot of these – It just You go to places like, I went to a a golf day last, not last year, the year before, and a a guy came up and he said he was in South Australia and the the State of Origin game was on and there was Neil Curley and Bobby Skilton and um, a few other selectors all standing there, Kelvin Moore. and My dad went over to him and said, mate, you're on your own, come over and have a drink with us. So he dragged this bloke out of a pub and didn't even know him and uh, took him with him on the bus, met all the Victorian players, took him out after that. And uh, it was just one of those things that the the guys were amazed with to be able to you know do that to just a general member of the public. So it's uh, unbelievable stories like that that keep coming out on a on a weekly basis.
1: Yeah, quite amazing. Hey, uh, with uh, with the city of Wyndham or you know Werribee, as we we old stages uh, still refer to it as in in many many ways. What would you like to see in in the in the city of Wyndham that isn't there at the moment?
0: Um. Well, obviously the, the the traffic is the is the major issue. With uh, uh, I live out Vale, so it's a little bit hard to get out there sometimes. I just think uh, if they concentrate on the roads, and you know, every, they seem to be doing a lot of other good things. The the, the main streets are all uh, going pretty well, but um, uh, the traffic is the biggest issue with me. Just uh, making sure that uh, you know there's enough. Uh, you know streets and roads and lights and things that uh, the traffic can cope with, but um, I think uh, that's one of the major issues that I, I think that can help the town.
1: I must admit, uh, I used the rail crossing uh, or the the now non-existent rail crossing for the first time the other day in the, up near the uh, up near the Werribee Footy Club, and uh, that traffic there seems mm. to be moving a hell of a lot better than it was of recent times, which is good.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it certainly certainly does. And when they finish it all up in uh, Cherry Street and yeah. uh, Railway Avenue. I think traffic is going to flow a lot better when uh, that overpass is finished. And they've worked hard on that. They've done a, a really good job over that COVID period. went up really quickly. Um, so things like that are going to certainly help. And, um, yeah, they're they're spending a bit of money, which is fantastic.
1: Now you mentioned a couple of events that you've got coming up you've got your uh, witten foundation race night on uh, february twenty six at Mooney Valley. How can people get involved in not only that but uh, in the in the Witten Foundation if uh, you know they 're feeling in that kind of philanthropic mode
0: yeah certainly well uh, everything uh, we're doing is on on the website e j dot or just give us a call at one three hundred witten and uh, we'll be happy to talk to you about any of our fundraising events, golf days or race nights or Legends games or grand final luncheons, uh, any of those things. Uh, they're all great great events and, uh, you know, there's people who uh, have been attending them for years and they'll never miss them. So, terrific to uh, to have new people on board as well. But um, if you like a game of golf or a day at the races, uh, give us a call yeah. and we're happy to have it.
1: Yeah. 36 years in the in the city of Windham and Many, many more to come, young fella. So uh, terrific to catch up with you, Ted, uh, as always. Uh, and, and hopefully 2021's a much better year for the Foundation in terms of touch wood. Let's hope we can uh, get all those events up and running.
0: Yeah, good on you, Kev. Thanks very much, mate. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks to Ted for his time Don't forget Check out the website The ejwittenfoundation.com.au They have that race night Coming up uh, later this month And of course A lot of other events uh, Throughout the year And don't forget The message there Which is time to test Uh, Men's health A very important area Obviously um, That's uh, near and dear To our hearts Because we have A a dad A brother An uncle Or whatever So make sure You get them uh, To uh, do the right thing And uh, and be tested uh, Particularly in the area Of uh, prostate cancer These days It's just a blood test I uh, hope you enjoyed this edition of the Talking Windham podcast. We have plenty more to come. And, of course, head to the Committee for Windham Facebook page or the website to listen to previous episodes of the podcast. Look after yourself. Take care. Until the next time, I'm Kevin Hillier. See you soon.
0: Thanks for listening. Talking Windham is an initiative of the Committee for Windham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.